Happy first Tuesday of the month. How is it February already? Really quick, as I only mention this, the first episode of each month, I'd like to remind you what this podcast is made possible by. You. All of your support, whether it be a couple of bucks each month, a listen to this episode, or just sharing the podcast with others. It goes a long way, and it's so appreciated that it puts a smile on my face every time. If you haven't already, head over to CometDownPodcast.com and click the white coffee cup with a heart on it to keep this podcast going. Two or three dollars a month is all it takes so we can continue having these wonderful episodes each month. And your help, well, your help is worth more than a thousand chocolate chip cookies. And if you've already supported or you currently do, then my heartiest cookie appreciation goes out to you. Again, I only ask at the first of each month, but you make a lifelong difference. Again, cometdownpodcast.com. Look for the white coffee cup with the red heart. Thank you. Now, on with the show. The other day, I ran into an old friend who I hadn't seen in a while. I recall his wife passing a few years ago and noticed he was wearing a wedding band again after it had been absent a few years. As we talked, he told me how he had to relearn so much about himself. He had to relearn about himself in order to to make the most of his life after his wife had passed away, both as a single person and eventually, when the time was right for him, what he would bring to a new relationship. And he explained that while it felt very different to explore activities and interests totally on his own, It was a rather enlightening process. He found out so much more about himself, rediscovering what he enjoyed doing, as well as learning how things were different when accompanying someone else. It gave him a greater sense of appreciation for life, and he shared how it was what he called an awakening season that taught him a lot about who he was, what made him happy in the type of moments he wanted to share with this new relationship that he now calls his wife. I never realized what a daunting task it would be, he said, but I first had to find out who I was inside myself. I thought that was really interesting. How often do we stop and ask this to ourselves? So my question to you is, when are you most yourself? If you don't know off the top of your head, there might be an easy way to find out. You know, we talk a lot about mindfulness and the importance of being present for a reason. It's how you live in the moment, right? Mindfulness. But sometimes you don't need to use your mindfulness skills or grounding techniques because you naturally get into the flow of things. Your presence comes so naturally when you're doing something that validates you Because the activity makes you feel like you. We've all had those moments where time slips from us and the thing we're doing thankfully overwhelms us. And we find ourselves in this state of concentration, this deep focus that has become known as the zone. Are you familiar with this? Basketball players with their electric plays on the court and jazz musicians laying down the most beautiful creative lines, musically speaking, and 
And these are all but a few examples of people who find themselves in this place. But believe it or not, getting there can be as simple as tweaking how you look at life. Like decorating your home with the beauty that speaks to you, pushing yourself to an amazing job at work, or even dancing like no one's watching. We each possess a power within us that allows us to access this state, this zone, through our own creativity, our own whims, our own preferences, our own skill sets. So, what is your zone? It's an odd question, right? What does it look like? When do you feel most like yourself? If the answer doesn't come to you right away, don't stress. It doesn't mean that you don't have times when you don't hesitate to throw yourself into the present moment. It's probably just so natural you haven't really thought about it. To figure out when you're most yourself, it helps to know a few things about your own personality. You want to think about what you're passionate about, what you're good at, and what makes you feel fulfilled. It's okay if these questions seem big and you're not sure how to even remotely answer them. The answers are inside of you. All it takes is a moment of calm to understand them. So, let's get into the zone and see when you feel most like yourself. I'm Chad Lawson, and let's calm it down in three, two, one. Everyone has something that lights them up, something that excites them to get up in the morning. Fashion is a funny thing because it looks different to everyone. While most people think of passion as this untouchable, unachievable goal, it's actually as simple as wondering what makes you happy. (laughs) Not to be cliche, but what brings you joy? When something energizes you and gives you that sense of purpose, you just get the warm fuzzies all over it. What is it? What is that passion? Your passion can probably be something you do in your free time, like painting, sewing, or playing an instrument. Maybe it's collecting comic books, or teaching your friends Spanish, or gardening, or studying astrophysics. All passions. If you sat down with a list of passions, what would you write? Maybe you like to cook. You find yourself bookmarking recipes and cookbooks, experimenting with different flavors, and taste-testing your sauces and your spices. My wife does this almost daily. But cooking, like everything else, it can be frustrating. Sometimes the souffle falls flat, and the cake doesn't bake all the way through. But if you keep working at it, your determination means something. It means you really, really like to cook. And it feels good to do it, even when the dish doesn't turn out the way that you wanted it to. Maybe you didn't notice this, but when you're fully absorbed and focused in the kitchen, you're being yourself. You're present. That's because you have a passion. Your pots and pans, well, they might not look like a love affair or a Michelin-starred restaurant kitchen, but it's not too far off. It looks like a place where you allow yourself be you, exactly as you are in the moment. When you follow your passion, it often involves a certain kind of creativity. 
right? You funnel all of your ideas and life experiences and skill sets to create something that's truly unique. So don't let anyone tell you that crunching numbers and writing code isn't creative. Shh, whatever. You're still utilizing your brain power in a very unique way to come up with solutions for problems and expressions of ideas. Passion doesn't have to mean replicating some piece of classic work. It can mean creating something new that reflects you and your individualism. So even though the Mona Lisa might be iconic, it's already been done. It's perfectly fine if you choose another canvas or a completely different medium that expresses yourself. You know, it's funny, like asking yourself what you're good at, it it seems like an odd question. But if you look deep into it, there's so much buried potential. Maybe you're great at connecting with people in social situations and being around loved ones boosts your confidence. Or perhaps you excel as an attentive listener who can capture and express stories through writing. Maybe crafting is where your strength lies and engineering your true passion. So ask yourself, what are you truly capable of? What are you great at? Because it's when we challenge ourselves to uncover this, we also uncover something else. Who we are, what we enjoy, what our life wants to be about. Look at it this way. It's not just the comfort of our own bed that makes us feel at home. When we use our natural talents, and that's what these are, these are talents, it's a similar cozy sensation. Using your skills to do something that comes with ease provides a great sense of satisfaction, a sense of pride. So after all, like, why pour energy into things that you can't do when honing those talents you already do bring you joy? Although there may be some bumps along the way and developing those skills to get better, right? Each day I practice at the piano, each day. And sometimes I feel like I move a little, and sometimes I feel like I move backwards. But the final result is the time spent striving for excellence, not because there's a demand there, but because I'm passionate about it, and it's what I want to do, and I'm curious, and I want to get better. And some days you do. Actually, I take that back. Every day you do. This may not feel like it every day. It's often said that if you focus on what you're good at, something beautiful can be created. And I think this is true. When you do this, when you strive to get better in the process, it builds confidence inside of you. Each day, one day at a time. Now, when it comes to going after something that you're really passionate about, don't let the occasional setback you down. Instead of seeing these difficulties as a negative, consider them a learning experience that helps you, that shapes you into getting better. After all the hard work and determination you've put in, remember this. Experiencing failure is a part of the process. I'm going to say that again. Experiencing failure is a part of the process. Don't be afraid to make mistakes will only help to broaden your understanding and uh, make this achievement even more rewarding when you get there. 
But on the flip side, what if this passion doesn't fulfill you? Even the most talented violinist or engineer might choose to take a different path. From another perspective, it might seem out of character to give up something you're so talented at. If you're good at something you're passionate about, you should pursue it, right? It's not always the case. Sometimes you get disconnected from things that used to make you feel like you. Life is unpredictable. I mean, circumstances, they can force you into change or action even, like choosing to have a family or experiencing grief or wanting to prioritize your career. Sometimes people simply just change their mind. (laughs) When doing what you really love starts to make you feel alienated from yourself, it's okay to take a step back. When you are most yourself and fully present in that moment, you won't feel like you're in the wrong place doing the wrong thing. I'm going to say that again. When you are most yourself and fully present in the moment, you won't feel like you're in the wrong place doing the wrong thing. Being in this quote-unquote zone isn't about making a career of your passions or achieving accolades with your hobbies. It's about feeling like you. It's about feeling that like you are nurturing a part of yourself part that's worthy of love, the part that's worthy of attention, the part that's worthy of that light being on you. It's about taking a look at how you spend your time and feeling proud and grateful and satisfied. And when you no longer feel fulfilled, it's likely it's not because of a setback or a few bad weeks or a few bad days at the piano or in the kitchen. Maybe you simply just want something else. It doesn't always have to be permanent. It could just be maybe for that moment. I mean, at its core, being your most authentic self means finding fulfillment in each and every moment of our life. Sure, we can all feel a little frustrated, get discouraged, and secure at times. But when you're truly being yourself, that is when life can seem fuller. That's when life can seem more vibrant. And when you've been blessed enough to find yourself in the middle of a situation that just feels right, that's when time stands still. And it'll be almost impossible to even consider the idea that something better exists. I want you to let that sink in for a second. When you're in a place that feels great, recognize and ask yourself, Does something better exist? That's how you know deep down you're really living life on your own terms. Don't let those moments pass you by, constantly looking for the next thing. Let's be honest, it takes longer than an episode of this podcast to identify the moments that make you feel like you and the moments that make you feel alive. Your passion, your skills, they might still need to align And of course, you might have to think hard about what truly feels right for you in the season that you're in. But when you reflect on what makes you you, when it feels like honoring yourself and your present moment, you'll find something beautiful. You'll find yourself. When you pay more attention to the world around you, those moments that require your full and unwavering focus, those moments become more noticeable. Not only do they stand out and demand your attention, 
they can end up being some of your most cherished memories. More often than not, it's in those times when we take a step back, we savor the moment, and our lives feel extraordinary. Paying attention doesn't mean missing out, but instead it encourages us. Paying attention encourages us to make the most of life's special nuances. The more you pay attention, the more you recognize those moments, those moments that you're in the zone, those moments that you are yourself, those moments that allow you to be completely you. So the answers are inside of you. You just need to ask yourself, when am I most myself? To find more episodes of Calm It Down or to see concert dates where I may be performing in your area or to simply know where to send some chocolate chip cookies, visit CalmItDownPodcast.com. This podcast was produced by yours truly, Chad Lawson, composer, pianist, and nationally recognized Sweet Tooth. Now something my attorney would like me to say. The views, expressions, and techniques in this episode are of my personal opinion and not intended to, nor should they, serve as a substitute for medical advice or diagnosis rendered to you by your individual doctor or other healthcare provider. Only a licensed physician should evaluate your situation, provide a diagnosis, or render other medical advice to you, and you should act only upon the advice of this physician. Now, what I would like to say... I'm an extreme empath by nature, but my profession is that of a composer and pianist, not a licensed therapist or a physician. I hear from thousands of listeners how my music has helped them through various stages of emotional needs, and I simply want to offer this and future podcast episodes to aid those needs. To find a list of licensed professionals in your area, please visit commandownpodcast.com. And then finally, to help keep this podcast continuing each week and without ads, would you please consider pitching in 2 or $3 a month? Your 2 or $3 a month will go a long way in supporting the time, the additional people, and content that you hear each week. If you would, please visit CommentDownPodcast.com. Look for the white coffee cup with a cute little red heart in the center. Or you can scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page to find a QR code that will take you there directly. Again, just 2 or $3 a month would be amazing. Thank you. I'm Chad Lawson, and until next time, be kind to your mind. And join me next week as we calm it down. <laughs>